Craig Way joins us. Hey, Craig, how you doing this afternoon? Appreciate you being on with us. Hey, J-Mo, it's great to be on with you. I appreciate it. How are you today? I am doing fine. Glad UT is still going. Glad Tech is still going. But only two from the Big 12 and only four to start the tournament. Man, that was a surprise that the uh, league wasn't better represented in the original field. Couldn't agree with you more, John. And and let me tell you, the, the performance of some of the teams that were borderline to get into the field, I'm looking at you, Alabama, uh, some other ones. <laughs> You know, you looked at right. some of the performances there, and you just wondered why, why uh, you know Baylor wasn't in, and or Kansas State wasn't in, because I, I both felt they did enough. Baylor with a body of work, uh, through, with the 44 RPI, Kansas State with the late run, and they really had to completely rebuild their non-conference schedule because they had several teams have to cancel all of them due to COVID issues. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely going to hurt your RPI and your strength of schedule when you have to play a weekend series against Texas Southern or Eastern Illinois. And they had to do some of that just to get their team rolling. But they finally did, and uh, they, they finished very strong down the stretch, as we know. I thought both teams were deserving to get in. And when you have the number two RPI-rated right. conference in the country, I think you deserve to have more than just four teams get in. Yeah, that's the thing to me. I mean, this league, we know how good this league is, top to bottom. And if you're in the number two RPI, you know, you just deserve better representation. But that's water under the bridge now. And uh, I'm really glad you guys and Tech are still going. Uh, and, and Texas is really hitting its stride here in the regional, in the postseason. Uh, do, do you think this team is playing maybe its best baseball right now? Yeah, probably so, John. I think, you know, they went through that stretch in late April to early May, they did drop two out of three at home to Texas Tech, including a rain carryover suspended game, and that kind of put them behind the eight ball. But then they, they played really well in Fort Worth to take two out of three from TCU and uh, finish the regular season with a flourish to you know split the uh, to share the Big 12 crown with TCU and draw the one seed. And, and, I, and I think that going into Oklahoma City in the Big 12 tournament, uh, Coach Pierce wanted to make sure – that he got work for his main weekend rotation, but didn't damage them. And they went two and two in Oklahoma City. Could they have done better? And did they want to do better? Yeah, but by the same token, he felt like he got his three weekend guys, the work they needed to get in. And I think that that has been able to play out well in the region because they were outstanding in the three games, outscoring the three opponents 33-5 to five in the course of the weekend to win the regional. We talked to uh, Jeff Haxton yesterday, and he kind of felt like, you know, look at TCU, uh, had to expend all that pitching. You know, they won the Big 12 tournament title. You know, that's that's no small feat. But then look where they, you know, went in their regional. That that Big 12 tournament really wore them out. Uh, are we at a point where we might need to look at maybe the, uh, the, the setup, the brackets, and the way the Big 12 tournament is played? Well, you know, one does pose that question, and, and, and I think it's a fair question, John. I, I think what's also important to keep in mind is some other teams and other leagues, it doesn't seem to hurt as much. I mean, Arkansas swept all the way through. Now, they got pushed to a final game by Nebraska in the regional, but they won that. But then again, Arkansas is the, uh, you know, I guess, uh, uh, unchallenged number one team in the country right now. So maybe it's not a completely fair comparison there. But we've seen it before, John, and I know you've seen it in all the years of being up around that tournament and around uh, the the Baylor program. 
that there have been teams that have gone into Oklahoma City, played through and won that tournament and made it to Omaha. Uh, Texas did it in 2009. Uh, they won the Big 12 tournament and did that in 2002. They won the Big 12 tournament and the national championship. But I've seen it the other way as well, uh, where, where the yeah. Longhorns uh, in uh, 2003 they uh, win the Big 12 tournament to Omaha, but some in uh, 2008, they lost the Big tournament. I've seen it happen all ways. Um, I think it kind of depends on the team and the grind of the conference schedule. I'll tell you what I am looking forward to, John, is, is seeing the conference tournament move to Globe Life Field because I'll tell you one other thing that I think does affect and hurt teams is if you have to sit through rain delays. And, and there were some yeah. of that, and you had start times pushed back. You're not going to have that clearly in Arlington. You're going to have, uh, you know, a, a completely climate-controlled environment, so everything will be able to start at least as close to all the time as you can have, depending on the length of the game. So it's a fair question, and I think they'll look at it, but uh, I have a feeling that, you know, the pool play thing didn't work out very well, as you remember a few years back when you had too many meaningless games played on Friday night and Saturday morning. So I, I guess there's pluses and minuses to all formats. Yeah, that's a good point. That pool play, that that was just not good. I mean, there were games going on that, you know, very few people except the teams involved uh, really cared about. Craig Way is our guest, the uh, voice of the Texas Longhorns. Craig, can you talk a little bit about um, Mitchell Daly? I know he made the uh, All-American team as a freshman. What do you see from him when you watch him play the game of baseball? I think it started, Garrett, back in the fall when he first came in. This is a kid from Madison, Alabama, up near Huntsville, and he and he did come in with some accolades. He was, uh, but as he came in, he he just kind of quietly went about his business. He had a good fall, but he wasn't even really the starter when the season began. Speaking of the aforementioned Globe Life Park, when they opened up the season in that uh, event in Arlington, where they went zero and three, by the way, uh, against three teams that are still playing, Ole Miss. Now, Mississippi State and Arkansas and Texas Tech also went all in three in that in that event. Uh, and he started to emerge then. And then a couple of weeks after that, he really just kind of made the second base position his own. I, I think they that Coach Pierce and the staff expected him to play well defensively. He's been tremendous. He had one little hiccup at Oklahoma City uh, where he had some errors up there. Other than that, all season long, he's been tremendous. He was great in the regional last weekend. But the big bonus was how well he has hit. And to be at or near the top of the team's hitting stats all season long has been an extra bonus. And he's found ways to get on base and and to move runners along. And I think that's what surprised everybody was how much he was able to contribute offensively. And that's why he was named a freshman All-American, I believe. That's a really good point. As far as the Super Regional goes in Texas, I don't think anybody in Austin was really expecting to see South Florida there. I'm pretty sure everybody was thinking, oh, it's going to be the Longhorns and the Gators. But when you see the South Florida team and what they were able to do down there in that uh, regional, what are your thoughts on this matchup with them and the Longhorns? Well, I I think what has become apparent, and we've seen this happen in other regions in the past, is that you'll get a team in there that – when you look at their overall numbers and they're 31 and 28 and you look at their overall numbers and so you're going to see some unimpressive numbers what you really need to look at however is the the extrapolation of the numbers down the stretch of the season they had some guys 
hurt in their bullpen earlier in the year. They really had trouble bridging it to the end of games. And so they were extending starters, and starters were getting higher and higher ERAs and that sort of thing. But one thing this team did was they got healthy down the stretch. They've always been able to swing the bat well. They're not a team that's going to run an awful lot and moving runners up and bunting in small game. These are guys who like to slug the ball. And, uh, and they'll swing the bat pretty hard, but they've gotten better starting pitching, and their bullpen has been really good of late. So that's why it presents an intriguing matchup for Texas. We all know uh, TV makes this decision, but you guys are drawing that 8 p.m. start on Saturday and Sunday. How'd you draw an 8 p.m. first pitch? Yeah, you know, I, I guess probably, J-Mo, the, the, the biggest plus about that is we know how it's going to be there, uh, obviously, in the Super Sentex and down here in the Austin area. It's going to be in the 90s on right. Saturday. So at least it'll cool off by 8 o'clock. You know, the other thing that happens, J-Mo, there's a, there's a – tradition around here for Longhorn baseball you get to the regionals you get to the super regionals and it kind of winds up on one of those two weekends running concurrently with the Republic of Texas motorcycle rally so you're gonna have a rot <laughs> rally going on here in Austin you have Harleys just rolling up and down MLK and down I-35 and you can hear those from the broadcast booth as you're calling the game so uh, that that'll be going on as well it'll be warm there's there's no question about it I guess the the night start times on Saturday and Sunday might uh, cool things off. Can you imagine? I, I imagine Hacks probably told you they're expected to be pretty warm out there in the South Plains with 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock starts yeah. for their best of three. Yeah, he said 105 uh, predicted high on Friday, <laughs> and they're playing in the middle of the day. Uh, you guys could have Harley night at the ballpark, but you're sold out, so you no room to have Harley night there. <laughs> yeah, you know one thing they did, <laughs> and you're familiar with Dish Park, they have that little area down the right field line, which is now called the Cliff Gustafson Pavilion. It's, a, it's an awninged off area, and normally it's been a thing set up just for private parties and things like that. Well, this weekend, they're turning it into a full-on, full-fledged sports bar. They're going to have uh, big TVs in there, and uh, folks are going to be able to go in there and have uh, food and beverages and things like that. It's already been sold out, as you mentioned. It's It was pretty crazy last Saturday night for the winner's bracket game against Arizona State. I think it's going to be really wild this Saturday night. Man, that's great. College baseball in June is just so, so spectacular, especially when you're hosting a super regional and uh, really pulling for you guys and hope you're uh, hope you're headed to Omaha this time next week. And uh, thanks for the visit today. I appreciate your time. Uh, are you doing hey, high school games? You used to have high school games going on? Well, I, yeah, I had to step back. I was due to call the 6A state championship yeah. for Valley Sports Southwest, but that's Saturday afternoon and that bumps right up against <laughs> us. So our good friend, you know him well, Brant Freeman, who calls Action yeah. for Texas State on uh, their third-tier television. He'll work with the guy who's helped us out on a lot of the Longhorn games this season, uh, the former Longhorn standout pitcher Nathan Thornhill. So they're going to call the 6A state championship for Valley Sports Southwest on Saturday afternoon. Uh, I, I would have loved to have done it, but there's, there is the matter of being at the ballpark in time to call that game Saturday night. <laughs> Understandable. Hey, man, I appreciate your time. Always great to visit, and uh, good luck to you and the Longhorns this weekend. Thanks, J-Mo. Great to visit with you as always. All right, appreciate it. That's Craig Way, the voice of the Texas Longhorns.